Hello, Mighty Warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, February 15th, 2021, and this is day 1084 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you so, so much for blessing us to see through your eyes, to understand what it is that you have for us this day, to understand that the trials and tribulations that we're dealing with is not in vain. It is for a reason that you're equipping us and strengthening us and preparing us for even greater things. Help us, Father, to continue to have strong faith in you and to do your will. Let thy will be done. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast today. So, <laughs> I, I, whenever, uh, and I've said this before, the whole message that I thought I was sharing from that I had listed yesterday, the Lord changed it this morning. So, totally different. The, and it goes right back to what the whole message is about. It's called, the title's Open Your Eyes. And uh, <laughs> within 15 minutes, the Lord gave me a whole new uh, outline just for all of us, you know. I, I, again, am a vessel, um, and as you are, that God works through as he gives us, uh, as he uses us in our gifts and talents to build the kingdom of God, uh, so to fulfill our purpose. So um, it's for you, whatever it is, it, the messages are for always for you and for me as well. We're going to be coming out of 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 23. So open your eyes. Uh, so let me go ahead and get started. It says, um, now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Be aware, beware of, of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. Uh, The king of Aram, he summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? You see, Uh, The king of Aram could not figure out how the king of Israel kept finding out where he was going to be to try to uh, attack the king of Israel. But Elisha, (laughs) the prophet, was letting the king know what he needed to do. So we need to be really keen in hearing God's voice as he's saying, go here or go there, go to such and such a place or go to such and such a place or do such and such a thing. So we must be aware because God is letting us know. Okay. Verse 12, none of us, my Lord, the king said one of his officers, but, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel, the very word you speak in your bedroom. 
Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and the and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, if you don't get anything else, (laughs) this is the key. Those that are with us are greater than those who are with them. Listen, we are surrounded uh, by God's uh, angels, by, by the power of God. He is with us no matter where we are. Uh, as we are yielding our way, our will to him and doing his will, he will watch over you. And even when we're not always doing his will, I, I will even say, uh, because I know there's been plenty of times in my own life where I was not doing God's will, but his mercy and grace, he was still there protecting me from harm and danger that I was not aware of. Verse 17 Um, he says, and Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. (laughs) As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. You notice Elisha prayed that his servant's eyes would be open. He prayed that the enemy would be struck with blindness. Prayer is paramount. All right. Verse 19. Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. <laughs> After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men. So he took them right to where uh, their enemy was, uh, who they were out to sneak and kill. <laughs> and here they are now. Okay, so let me let me go ahead and read on. So the Lord, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there They were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? You notice that the king asked Elisha, Should I kill them or should I kill them? What what do I do now? He too is seeking God. He's seeking the man of God, the representative, uh, the prophet of God who God spoke through. And verse 22 says, do not kill them. He answered, would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them uh, so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. Uh, And when your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. When he's hungry, 
give them something to eat. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. That certainly got their attention, right? (laughs) They were in the enemy's camp. They got to see God in full force against them and how they could have all been killed, but God spared even their lives so they can go back and, and share about God's greatness, a miracle from God. Point number one, don't be afraid by what's going on all around you. There's a lot going on around us right now, and uh, we should not be afraid. Trust God, all right? It, it may look hopeless. It may seem as though there is no way out, but God is with you. He has already paved the way for you. We need to trust him and his plan. See, that's the key. Not our own plan. Not the way we used to do it yesterday. Yesterday's method is not going to work. We need to trust God for today's method, whatever that is that he has planned. He knows all that's happening. He's in control of all things. So why not trust the manufacturer of us, uh, the manufacturer of everything ever created? Why not trust him when anything ever breaks down around your home? Uh, and you don't know how to fix it, what do you do? You go to the manufacturer, you pull out the paperwork and you look through it and, and you read through it to figure out how to fix it. Well, let's let's look through the manufacturer's guide, the Bible, <laughs> to seek out what God would have us to do. And then call on the manufacturer himself, almighty God, and ask him, what do we do? Pray and then thank God for making a way for you. Ask him to open your eyes uh, and and, tr- and your spiritual eyes uh, so that you can see things as he sees them. You see, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and that's God, and he will direct your path. So we're acknowledging him. We're trusting him with all of our heart. All right. Understand that. And and whatever it is, God is talking specifically. There's someone specifically or, or several someone's that God wants to make sure you get this. You may be at your wits end. You may be ready to throw in the towel. And the Lord is saying, no, don't you do it. I'm with you. Don't you do it. Trust him. He will not. He will not allow it more than you can handle. He will not allow you to go through more than you can handle, all right? He knows how much we can handle. Point number two, you have assigned guardian, God has assigned guardian angels around you. Your faith in God reveals more than we could ever realize through sight alone. We walk by faith and not by sight. When facing difficulties that seem insurmountable, remember that the spiritual resources and forces of God are even greater, uh, even greater, uh, and you can't, even though you can't see them. Uh, trust God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He loves you so much. He will never leave you or forsake you. We leave Him. He's still waiting on you. If you've left Him, 
He still loves you. He's waiting on you. He's got his arms open wide, waiting on you. And when you come back to him, he will embrace you and you repent. He will forgive you as far as the east is from the west. He won't remember that anymore. You know, and and we remember it. But God is saying to us, let that go. Let the past go. Trust in him and whatever it is that you're dealing with right now. Let it go and give it to God and he will make a way. I'll I'll not forget this uh, (laughs) something that happened to us. and And I've shared this before, but, you know, it's pretty pertinent right now. Uh, We had a home that we had bought, a duplex that we bought, paid cash for, uh, you know, uh, got a really good deal on it um, and from a lady that we knew and she just needed to get out of it. She was getting a lot of, um, um, oh, what do you call it, from violations from the city codes department, uh, things she needed to repair. It was, it needed a lot of work. And uh, my husband, who knows how to fix anything and, and literally and rehabbing houses. So we bought that duplex and turned it into a single family home, uh, took out a loan against it, repaired it, put an all new everything, heating, air conditioning units, everything. And uh, I mean, it was so huge. It was one of those older duplexes with the high ceilings and pocket doors, wood wood trim, beautiful wood everywhere. I mean, it's just uh, amazing. And the rooms were huge. And it, it even had like a, what they call a butler's pantry. And it was just, it was a, a beautiful place. And we rehabbed it and lived there uh, for a few years. And, uh, and then it seemed like all hell broke loose. You know, um, my husband got injured on his job, got sick, uh, wasn't able to work, uh, money. He was the main breadwinner. I had a uh, business, but my business did not bring in the majority of the income. My husband had the benefits. He had, he always, always has been a great provider for his family. And I'm grateful uh, for that. Um, And, but when he got sick, money uh, that we needed to help pay for that uh, loan that we took out against the duplex, we did not have enough coming in. Uh, 9-11 had taken place. My business began to suffer. I was in the hospitality industry. So everything just came to a screeching halt. And uh, we ended up uh, letting the the, uh, duplex go. We could no longer afford it. Uh, Foreclosure uh you know they they foreclosed on it um and we needed to move quickly uh and it it just all those things were just happening one after another and it was like oh my gosh just even before i could get a grasp on to that and and then our children were still younger uh they're teenagers and and uh so we're you know we went from things going wonderful <laughs> everything we could ever imagine that we wanted and in and, and the things we needed and in the desires of our heart to losing almost, you know, all those things. The, the, remember, those were things. And in the process of all of that, God was still there. 
See, sometimes we might think because we're losing things or things are all of a sudden chaotic that God is not there. God is still there, even in the midst of all that, just as Elijah pointed out to his assistant. And I remember trying to find another place, you know, that was at least somewhat equivalent to what we had, maybe not as big, but because this place was big enough for two families, we we converted into one house. Uh, So... Anyway, we found places that didn't have air conditioning that were wanting more than what we were even paying on our on our rent. And and I had made up in my mind I wanted to still live in the city. I didn't want to move out south. And see, this is where God got my attention. When you know we still have uh, our own uh, desires, <laughs> which is okay. But when God says. Uh, let thy will be done. We must put our desires aside. And that's what I had to learn to do. And I finally just said, okay, Lord, after looking and looking, where would you have us to go? And it was out south, (laughs) right where I was saying, oh, I don't want to move out south. I I love living in the city, but it wasn't about that. It was about God's will, not mine. And God made a way. And uh, he showed me once I got off of my own desires, uh, what I wanted and began to see through the eyes of God, the way he wanted it to be, everything, every door was beginning to open. And I remember we, uh, back then you looked through the paper to find a place and I was looking and there was a place out south and God said, call them. I called and uh, the woman had a little bit of an accent and that stood out. And we were talking. I gave her my name and, and I said, look, I'm going to just let you know we we're uh, lost our place. So our credit is not going to look good, but um, we can, you know, we would be able to pay for a place. She goes, Jackie, Jackie Bikes. I'm Jackie. Do you remember me? And I said, no, what's your name? And she told me and I remembered her from like a business uh, networking or something like that. She said, listen. This place is nice. Uh, it, it was very small. It was half the size or less than half the size of what we were in. Uh, and it had everything my husband wanted, a ranch style. Our place we were in had stairs. It had a little yard. It wasn't big, no big yard. My husband wanted a big backyard. He even wanted a pool table. And we didn't have one where we were. It had it had the yard. It, had, it was a ranch style. It was everything that he wanted. And uh, so he, she said, Jackie, if you want it, it's yours. We won't worry about the credit or anything like that. You just need to come up with your first and last months and your deposit, and it's yours. And God opened that door. Now, let me tell you, we didn't have all the money. <laughs> God opened that door, too. My brother blessed me with the money, that uh, the rest of the money that we needed. And I offered to pay it back. He said, no, no, don't worry about it. And uh, it was a couple of thousand dollars. And then we get there and there's this pool table. Now we moved it. We had to downsize tremendously. I'll just tell you that. we had. I mean, at the old place, I had a bedroom that was my closet. That's just how big <laughs> the rooms were huge. And everybody had their own big room, even the kids. Well, we had to change up. This was a three bedroom, but... You know, and my girls shared a room. My son had his own room and me and my husband. But 
one of the things, there was a pool table in the basement and the basement had been redone. And the landlord said, I asked him about the pool table. He said, well, that's going to go to the person that's laying the carpet. We bartered and uh, that I'm giving him that in exchange. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, the man never came to lay the carpet. So I called the landlord back again and said, hey, you know, my husband can lay the carpet and, you know, and he could, if you want him to do it. And he says, sure, he could lay it and he can have the pool table. And I said, look at God, every single thing he made a way. And we stayed there three years. I'll never forget it. And then God opened the door for where we are right now. And the house we're in right now that we've been in for nearly 20 years, God had blessed. And He taught us a lot through that process. God is doing the same with you. He wants us to trust him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you don't know him as Lord and Savior, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory to God. Those angels, uh uh-huh, those angels are rejoicing because of you. (laughs) All right. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's unconditional love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.